Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. 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 You're listening to the only radio that matters. BBS Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, only on BBS Talk Radio. Lucia, do you want me? <laughs> Here with the Art of Love, I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And you know what? I wrote that song. I did. And back in my singer-songwriter dies, days. <laughs> I'm not too thrilled about that arrangement, but I have another arrangement. Maybe one day I can uh, transfer it onto CD and y'all can hear it. But welcome to Summer in the City. It's like 90 degrees here in April in LA. I almost melted as I walked over to the studio today. And, of course, I have another wonderful show with another great author today. It's going to be Marla Martinson. I think I know her name by now. And the book is called Excuse Me, Your Soulmate is Waiting. Excuse me. And if you're familiar with the Excuse Me series, you know that Lynn Grabhorn wrote the original first book in the series called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting which is about the law of attraction, and it came out many years ago, long before The Secret, and I was familiar with that book. And so when The Secret came out, I was like, yeah, I know all this stuff. And in fact, I think it's actually a much better book, The Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, than um, The Secret. And so today we're gonna find out about how to use the law of attraction to find your soulmate who is waiting somewhere. I don't have her website, but I will find out as soon as she comes on. And um, as usual, I have um, experts on, and I answer emails, and I have news items. But for now, I'm going to bring on Marla. Hello. I'll say that again. Hello. Hello, Lucia. Hi, it's Lucia. Oh, Lucia. Very yeah. good. It's Marla. Hi. Hi. Great. How are you? How are you doing? Great. Thanks. Hot. It's hot over here. That's what I w- Yeah, it's hot over here, too. Oh, my goodness. We're in the same city, so I think... Yeah, I know. That- are you in the valley or are you over Well, in the- right now I'm downtown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Hollywood. It's like, oof. Yeah, we-, we should be happy we're not in the valley, actually. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't have a website for you. Oh, it's just my name, www.marlamartinson.com. Okay, great. And then we'll put the link up on the BBS radio website, obviously. Okay, wonderful. So um, why don't you tell me um, a bit about yourself and how you came to write this book, and then I'll get started with all the great questions I have for you. Okay. Well, I have been uh, in the matchmaking business for seven years, um, five years with the company I'm at in Beverly Hills. And uh, I decided to write the book because after so many years in the business and hearing all of the feedback and um, the the problems people were having and the miscommunications and the stories, I thought there's so much to say, even though there's a lot of 
dating books out there, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I've got got a, a unique perspective and, and uh, wanted to write the book to help people. And then I, I was so fortunate to get into the Excuse Me series that Hampton Roads does based on the book, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. Right, uh, I was mentioning by that. Grabhorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're doing a series, and so I've, I got to do the relationship one, which was great. So I think the combination of the the kind of metaphysical side with all of my years of, of matchmaking in the industry is a unique combination mm-hmm. and uh, really gives a winning you know combo for people to to find the right person yeah and I'm glad you wrote it actually because um you know in Lynn Grabhorn's book she does have a chapter on relationships but mm-hmm. I always felt like I needed to know more there it's only a few pages and I said I need right. more mm-hmm. yeah it was more kind of a, on her you know uh, it, you know, perspective on it and everything. So yeah, so yeah. I thought, you know, I can really expand on it. Yeah, and, and I mean, I love her book. I read it years ago, and I have the playbook, and every time I read it, it always lifted me up and gave me, um, you know, hope that I can change circumstances. Yeah, and that's, and actually, I actually attracted this situation into my life using her book. So that was what, what was most amazing, because I had her book. Somebody gave it to me uh-huh, at work. Uh-huh. I was carrying it around in my purse. I was using the techniques, because I'd always, I'd studied metaphysics since I was in my 20s. But this one, for some reason, was so simple, yes. and I used it. And I actually, it was just unbelievable that I actually pulled in uh, a book with Excuse Me <laughs> <laughs> from using the Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. Yeah. The, so I thought, you know what, I feel proud that I can teach it, and actually it did work for me. It's almost like, so a, co- co- it's like a cosmic joke the universe played on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not only are you going to get a book deal, but you're going to do the excuse me. Exactly, theory. exactly. So what, so what you did was what you said to yourself, okay, I want to find a publisher for my book? Well, I, I mean, I had the idea for a book, and, and um, I, one of the, my women clients out of Del Mar was, is a uh, Pulitzer Prize-nominated author of 35 wow. books, Dr. Wow. Betty Youngs, and, and I just called her up one day because I had a question about, I, I had the idea, and I had some kind of question, I forgot what it was, just uh-huh. to ask her about book writing, and she goes, oh, you have an uh, idea for a book? Well, let me introduce you to my agent, and I was like, oh, so, I mean, within, you know, a short time, I, I had, here I had a, a literary agent, he yeah. liked my idea and, and took me on, and then I, the book wasn't even written, but, but with nonfiction, you don't have to write the whole book first, you right. can have a, an outline, an idea, yeah. and still get a get a thing but uh so that yeah it just happened it was just meant to be i mean i right. hear how hard it is to get get a, a, a literary, literary agent, agent mm-hmm. a book deal, everything and, and for me it really um you know it, fell into it place. worked yeah, yeah. A- and then I, we have something in common also. I understand that you uh, used to go listen to Marianne Williamson when she was first lecturing. Yeah, when she first started out, she was pregnant with her daughter, actually. Oh. And, and, and when I first met her, saw wow. her speak, and I got was buying her tapes. I still have them, the yep. old cassettes. Me and, too. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and now she's 55. I can't believe it. She was on Oprah. She looks fantastic, and she's done so amazing. I mean, I'll never get tired of hearing her speak. No, I mean, she's such a great speaker. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if she used notes, or maybe if she did, she probably just had, had outlines because she spoke so eloquently. Yeah, unbelievable. Not even looking at notes, it seemed like. You know, she was, she really knows her material. I mean, I've read The Course in Miracles. It's a huge book, and yeah. you really have to read it slowly to get, get and go back and to get everything. And she she really devoured that book and really um, interpreted it well. Because right. a lot of people cannot, if you haven't been studying metaphysics, I don't think people would understand it or have patience with it. So she really explains it very simply. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's get into your book. Now that we talked about everyone else's book, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so what is a soulmate? Well, I, a soulmate uh, is in, in, you know the definition is someone that you resonate with, someone that you really connect with, and it doesn't have to be a romantic 
person. It can be anybody that comes into your life, a pet, a, a parent, a friend, co-workers. Um, so, but I talk about the romantic one, and, mm-hmm. and I think soulmates come to teach us something as well. So sometimes, you know, people think, oh, I found my soulmate. Everything's going to be great. Yeah, We're right. gonna Really, you know, <laughs> it, we do everything the same. We think the same. We get along, but, but huh. not always. I think my husband's my soulmate, but we're butting heads a lot, you know, oh. so um, learning how to be patient and learning things that we need to learn. Right. But, you know, I think it's also somebody that you can go through life with and spend your life with, and somebody who has your back, somebody who, who's there for you. Yeah, that's what I always say. You know, when uh, I tell people you know, what kind of person they should look for mm-hmm. if, to marry, it's like you want someone that's, that has your back, but that you can totally trust. Otherwise, what's the point? Right, exactly. If people, I meet people and they're wondering, uh, you know, where, oh, I found a number in his pocket or what's he going or what's, oh, she's got a MySpace page or what, where, if you have to worry yeah. about where they are or what they're doing, then that's not, uh, you know, just get out. Right. Or <laughs> There's no, what's the point in that? I, I mean, I wouldn't even want to spend energy on that, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it should be someone where you trust them so much that even if you find a number or they have a MySpace page or whatever, you're like, ah, he's not up to anything. Exactly. And you know it 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I totally agree. So let's get to the four steps. Okay. So the first one is? Name what you want. Um, yeah, name what you want. These are, and these are Lynn Grabhorn steps. Mm-hmm. And you want to identify, well, first it's na- identify what you don't want is the first step, actually. And, and that's only to just get clear, because we're always saying in our heads, um, humans, you know, we're like, oh, I don't want to be alone. I don't mm. want to work at this job. I don't want this. It's just natural because right. there's a lot of things we're, we're trying to get change the situation on. But when we do that, we actually are telling the universe, it just hears, uh, don't want, and they bring more of the don't, it brings more of the don't want. So just get clear on it and then identify what you do want. Oh, can I stop um, you there for a second? Because I want to hold, sure. spend a second on this. Actually, the okay. way I heard about it, about the don't wants, mm-hmm. it's almost like, um, Actually, I'm jumping ahead here, but if you know, people say, "Yeah, what? I don't want this. I don't want that." But the universe doesn't hear the "don't." They just hear, you know, "want this, want that." It's almost like if you go to Google and you yeah, type in, exactly. if you type in "no football," you're right. going to get football. Football, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you just get more of that, the same. Right. Yeah, and so you want to say, "I want," and and but but always put it in in uh, present. Because if you say, oh, someday I'm going to meet my soulmate, mm. uh, my soulmate is coming into my, I'm going to have a great job, that's somewhere in the future, yeah. and, and uh, the universe doesn't respond to future um, dates, so it only you want to do everything in the, in the now. So get clear on what you do want and then get in the feeling place. So um, a lot of people talk about positive thinking and um, people get real frustrated because mm-hmm. it, that doesn't really Work. isn't going to bring <laughs> it in. And, and you're thinking, thinking, and think, well, I have to monitor every thought and how, you know, this is impossible. So it's really the vibration since we're energy and the universe is energy. We are actually sending out a, vi- a high vibration of what we want and, pu- and matching the vibration in the universe and pulling it in. So that's actually a relief because we can raise our vibration for 15 seconds. As Lynn Grabhorn says, that's all it takes is 15 seconds mm-hmm. and uh, to, to get the, you know, pull in what we want. So, so you raise your vibration by thinking of something really if, uh, that makes you happy and you can actually kind of feel it. You're, you can feel your energy kind of buzzing. She calls it get a bu- getting a buzz on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you get in the feeling place and then you place your affirmation, your want, right in the middle of that when you're when you're vibrating at a high vibration that's when i say my affirmations 
And then ex the fourth is expect, listen, and allow it to happen, which means detach from the outcome. You don't, you can't force it to happen, and you can't um, obsess about it. You just know that uh, you've done your work and uh, leave the rest to the universe. Um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned detachment because the car I have now, I had downloaded a picture of it several years before I bought it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I wanted a Camaro. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, and I had it up in my room for like a year. And I just had it there. And then when I decided I needed to get a new car, I, I, I went on the Internet and I saw this car. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's a Camaro. There it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I went down to the dealership and it was the exact same color. Yeah. Exact same year. Oh, man. And I wasn't sure about the price. And, and so I didn't put a down payment. And uh, I said, okay, I'll think about it. And so my friend asked me, like, well, didn't you put a down payment? What if someone else takes it? And I said, no, you know what? That's my car. And I just knew 100% that was my car. And it is my car. Yeah. And you've got it now. Yeah. And it was just so interesting that I just put the picture up and it was the exact same color, exact same year. I wasn't even That's necessarily amazing. going for that color or that year. Yeah. So. Well, today, it was interesting, because just the other day, I thought, you know, it's getting warm, and I'd love to have some more summer dresses, and I think I saw, I don't know if I saw it in a movie, or somebody was wearing a wraparound dress, <laughs> and you don't see too many wraparound dresses, I thought, you Not know anymore, what, no. that really looks comfortable, I'd really like uh, to have an, a wraparound dress, but I didn't go out looking, today, we were at the Grove, my husband and I, and I went up to this kiosk, and they had these little dresses, and they had the uh, cutest wraparound dress, uh -huh. half price. Seventeen dollars, wow. so I got two of them. They're so cute. And where do you find a wraparound dress? Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just like it was just right there. There's my wraparound dress. You know. Well, that just reminds me. Actually, the first time I found out about the law of attraction, mm -hmm. um, I was thinking, okay, this is going to sound stupid. <laughs> I, I, you know, I needed a soup spoon to eat soup with. Yeah. You know, of course, I could go buy one, but that would be too easy. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking, I need a soup spoon. So uh, a friend of mine came in from out of town, and uh, I went to visit him at his hotel, and it was like a five star hotel. And as I came out of the elevator, you know, they always, at these five-star hotels, they have like a table there with flowers and the house phone. Right. And of course, the place is always clean because it's a five-star. But mm -hmm. what was on the table? A soup spoon. Wow. <laughs> maybe a waiter walked by and set it down for a second. Yeah, isn't that weird? But I didn't yeah. take it because I thought, well, there might be a camera on me and they'll see me stealing, right, right, stealing yeah. a soup spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But I thought, oh, that's interesting. Food. Yeah. So let me go back to um, yeah, making your list because I actually made the list a uh, long mm -hmm. time ago and I thought about what I didn't want. Yeah. And it's interesting when you think about what you don't want and you think back to all your relationships and everything that was wrong with each person, mm -hmm. at least, at least as, as you saw it, and then you do the opposite. So if someone didn't like yeah. their mother, I'd say, okay, I want someone that likes their mother. Mm -hmm. If someone, um, you know, didn't, let's say I, one of the things was uh, someone that's ready for a relationship. Because just because you meet someone doesn't mean they're going to be ready for a relationship. Right. So I thought, found it really helpful to look at what I don't want and then to say what I do want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's easy to p remember all those. We, if we're at a certain age, we've had a lot of uh, mishaps and bad relationships, so we can really get clear on it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned, now when you say, okay, feel what you want. So talk about the buzz. Is there any way to explain how you're supposed to feel this buzz or what the buzz feels like? Yeah, I mean, for me, I can actually feel kind of in my body the vibration raise. Like I do, when I, I like to take a walk in the mornings, I live kind of in the hills, mm -hmm. and, I, and I like to go up and down the hills and I see all the beautiful flowers and architecture and I'm in nature and then I'll just think uh, I can see I love animals so if I just think of a little kitten's face you know and want to kiss its lips it sounds mm -hmm, crazy mm -hmm, yeah. but I can just get really happy or think wow this is so and I can feel 
um, something shift kind of uh, in my body even. And um, that's when I know it's my vibration. I'm kind of at a buzz. You just think of something that really made you happy, that you're really in the zone, that you're really um, so stoked about, you know. Or like, like I take a dance class, a Latin dance class, and I love it. Whenever I come out of that, I'm totally mm-hmm. high, naturally high, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would very, that be... That's great. That's, that's the good, feeling? Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I used to I used to have a little three-pound three, three pound Yorkie named Daphne, and um, if you read the acknowledgments, she's even in it oh. in the book. But, but I could just look at her laying there, and I would get so um, happy, just bursting. She was so damn cute. <laughs> I would just, I could feel myself buzzing just looking at her. I was like, oh, bursting with love. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the swoosh? Because I know Lynn Grabhart had mentioned the swoosh. Is that the same as the buzz or is that something else? I don't know. You know what? I don't remember. You don't remember the, the swoosh? swoosh? I have to go look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the swoosh because I'm like, Woo! oh. I, that sounds I, exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess yeah. maybe almost like a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. She talks about it in the relationship chapter. Yeah. Um, I just remember the one, this one time I had this weird feeling that came over me. Maybe it was a swoosh. I don't know. Um, I was dating this guy, and he had a daughter. She was about maybe seven, eight at the time. And she was upset about something. And I went to talk to her. And as I kneeled down, for some reason, um, oh, I don't know how to explain it. My um, my heart started beating faster, and I just I just felt something inside of me. I don't, I don't know what it was. It's the only time I've ever felt it. Hmm. And I almost felt like a connection with her. Yeah. And like I understood where she was coming from. And I'm like, I made a note of that because I'm like, that's interesting. Interesting. I wonder if that has something to do with creating something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that just comes to mind. I figured I'd share it. So that has since I had yeah. you on the air. Or when, or when um, we're, as a woman, we get a crush on a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that high, that like I used to, when I was in my 20s, or 30, I could lose 10 pounds in a week. Oh, yeah, because you don't so, want to eat. My adrenaline, I was like, oh, so excited, and I'd be, have such a big crush on somebody, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, and it's like, wow, and that, so maybe that, that, too, that is, the vibration is really high there, it's like, woo, you've yeah. been burning up, burning up fat. <laughs> right, well, you know, you know, they're saying that in the first, um, feelings of euphoria when you first meet someone it's like drugs going through your system yeah it's that um adrenaline or um oxytocin or you know yeah in fact yeah. I, ha- I heard one guy put it as um that he said cupid is a drug dealer oh yeah <laughs> i love that i know that's great and i said he's right and i also thought and cupid needs his little butt spanked yeah yeah that's because good, that's good. yeah we all get we're all on drugs at the yeah. beginning and we're like oh but my as god as i get older it didn't as and with my husband i never got got that it was just very i didn't get all um very peaceful hyper like no it was just well i like him and we were we were really comfortable together and everything worked i never had that um i didn't lose any weight on him <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you know he was your soulmate well we just it was interesting because i'd been dating you know for five years i'd been married before and then divorced so for five years i was single in chicago and dating and disasters and drama Mm-hmm. And then I, when I came back here, because my dad had passed away, I said, you know what, I don't care. Maybe I'm never going to be in a relationship again. I, it's, it's fine. And I just started working on myself, going to Agape and um, you know, the, my church and uh, meditating and just working on my career. Mm-hmm. And then when we met, it was so easy. Like I, I said to myself, okay, well, he might call, he might not. 
that's fine. And he called every day. Mm. He started introducing me as his girlfriend. Wow. Met my mother. Started saying everything in the we. He says, oh, I'm going to maybe sell this car and then we'll get it. Maybe keep this one. And we, he was talking like within weeks. Wow. We'll have a second car. We. And I, oh, I've got to get you a key to the apartment. And it was just like, I'm looking at him like, what? You know, because I couldn't even get a guy to admit I was his girlfriend. Right, you know, right. Let alone uh, somebody saying all this stuff. And so I just, uh, I felt very happy and comfortable. And uh, so it just worked. And so you you weren't scared off? You didn't think things were going too fast? No, no. It was just like, and it was interesting because he told me he after he met me just shortly after he says i asked god to send me somebody special and then and then my father had just passed away so it felt like uh we were brought together you know i just felt that like oh this was meant to be this way right so yeah and when you get older it it can go a little faster because you know yeah less time (laughs) well and yeah and you've kind of been through all the mistakes and you can kind of see well you know this is what i want and when you're younger you should take more time because you don't there's a lot of things drama and um, other things you don't look at it's just too exciting or whatever and you don't you're not you're not so i like i jumped into a the last marriage Mm -hmm. At 27, and and it was ridiculous. I shouldn't have married him. You know, he was very cute and French, and, and uh, <laughs> it was just stupid. It was just dumb. You know, it was that, that we were together seven years, but it, it was that was too long. To, so you know. So why why did why did you marry him then? What made you marry him? Just stupid. I mean, I really in my 20s it was, uh-huh. it was a lot of. I was a drama queen. I was codependent. Uh-huh. I was had to learn a lot. I had to go through a lot. And, yeah. and I was alone. Nobody, you know, in the city. And he was so cute. And I don't know. It was just yeah. ridiculous. You just figured you'd <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I was very impetuous. I think I remember. I remember. What was it? it was Jean Claude Van Damme? He'd been married like five or six times. Mm-hmm. And he had said something like that. He's just like, oh, I'm very impetuous or very. Uh, you know, I think he had that drama going on, too, you know. Yeah, I think everyone has it until they finally get rid of it. Yeah, so so well, that's all right. I learned a lot, and, and I don't regret anything because all the mistakes I made and the learning experiences I had made me ready for, you know, my marriage now. Right, exactly. To do it right and to pick the right person and, and everything. Exactly. So for the fourth step, um, you know, you said allow it to happen. And so how do you allow it to happen? Does that mean you just believe it'll happen and just leave it alone? Yeah, you just let you know you've done your work. I I remember when I was waiting for the contract for my book and Mm. and they were just dragging their feet on it. I think they weren't sure. Oh, Beverly Hills Matchmaker. What is that? You know, they're in Virginia and (laughs) they didn't know. And it was just and then I was like, (sighs) okay, stop obsessing about it stop thinking about it and I said my affirmations I am a published author and I remember in taking my walk saying that and breathing and letting it just out I, I remember actually letting it go and I felt this this um, relief mm-hmm. weight off my shoulders and I just forgot about it mm-hmm. and uh, the contract came then too very soon and then I got John. Well, John Gray's quote didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> he, yeah, he was uh, one wonderful to to give me that quote, and so yeah, it just worked out. You have to know. You can't force it. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's timing. The thing is that we don't. We get so impatient. I want yeah. it. I want it now. Every, we want everything right now. Yes, we and do. And there's a timing because I actually was shopping. My agent was shopping this book a couple years prior or the year before, mm-hmm. and it didn't sell. This other book, he's just not that into you. That's all into everybody was talking about. Right. There's a lot of other dating books, and my book didn't sell. And I was disappointed, but I thought, well, just keep doing what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. and you know maybe I'll have an opportunity, maybe not. Then the next year, I got 
the opportunity for the Excuse Me series, and I was like, thank you that I didn't get a deal then, because this is so much more exciting for me, so much more rewarding, and probably so much more successful because of the Excuse Me fans, and I can reach more people. It was, the timing was not right that year. Yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, when I first saw your book, that was the reason I bought it, because I saw saw the title, I'm like, okay, I got to have this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have told me that because they say, oh, yeah, excuse me, I liked Glenn Grabhorn's book, and it's the same uh, techniques, so so that was just great. Yeah, you know, speaking of timing, uh, my girlfriend, she used to live in um, Louisiana, and uh, she was supposed to go out with this guy, and for some reason it just never happened, her schedules never clicked, and then she ended up moving to L.A., and she lived here for uh, several years, but she would go back and forth because her family still lived in Louisiana, and then um, one time she went back and she ran into him, and uh, they started dating, and now they're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, it is. Like, I, I was looking for my uh, partner out back in Chicago. He wasn't here. He was living in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do if he's not there? <laughs> yeah, so that's why timing, too. I had to be brought out here. And uh, so I don't, I would, I would just tell everybody, don't sweat it. I say it in my book, you know, just timing, but don't sweat it. Don't push people. Sometimes call me crying. Some girls, oh my God, what I'm ready to meet my soulmate. I want to meet the right guy. I'm so ready. How come it's not happening? Well, because you're obsessing on it and thinking you're in the don't want, don't not wanting to be alone and and, in desperation and it's pushing everything away. So we have to, as women, we have to be happy with our lives. We've got to be setting goals for ourselves, accomplishing things, and not just waiting for the rich guy to save us or the prince to ride up. You know, we might be alone for 10 years and then find the right guy. We might find the right guy in our 50s. You just don't know. Right. So there's no rush on it. And and also, I found that there was great things about living alone and being single. Oh, and yeah. I knew, I knew that there w- I wasn't always going to be single because knowing me, I would get in a relationship again. So I thought, Marla, just enjoy this time where you can do what you want, when you want. If you want to li- not wash the dishes one night or not make the bed or whatever you want to do, do it because it's going to be different when you're in a relationship. There's good things in both situations. So enjoy every stage. Absolutely. And then when you say listen, what are we listening for? Oh, expect, listen, and allow it to happen. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what she, well, you listen to, uh, you can listen listen to inspiration when you're meditating. What do you hear? What are you supposed to be doing? Mm. Um, just listen, you know, with your heart and, and to go on, get on the right path and make the right moves. and Kind of follow, allow, follow the clues. And, yeah, and, and, and um, we all have intuitions and, and inspiration. And just kind of let it let it happen. You know, it seems a lot of times people say that they met their uh, soulmate when they went to an event that they didn't really want to go to, but they made themselves go. Right. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, we have to get out there. I used to want to, after I'd work really hard when I was in Chicago and I was single, and I'd think, oh, all I want to do is go home and snuggle up with my dog and mm-hmm. watch TV or read a book. And I said, said Marla, the guy, right guy's not going to come knocking on your door. You have to get out and do things. So it is, is good to, to accept invitations, go to events. You know, you don't have to go constantly, but you've got to be out there living your life and doing things to to run into the right person. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with that, but I have one exception to that rule. I love to tell this story because it's so crazy because everyone says, okay. well, you're not going to meet anyone sitting in your living room. Well, <laughs> my, might, right? It's my friend, yeah. <laughs> no, my friend, he did meet someone sitting in his living room because um, he's a producer, but he also uh, gave piano lessons. Yeah. And so this woman came for piano lessons. Ah. And, you know, and they formed a great friendship and she was actually married. She ended up getting divorced. Yeah. And now they're together and she's like one of the richest women in the country. Oh, and she just I love that waltzed story. into his living room. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> but see, he was still doing something. He was. This was a business, so you know. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah home, definitely. He was right, he wasn't his. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And plus, yeah. he, he had done a lot of work on himself, also. Yeah, yeah, because the whole thing with the law of attraction—it's not just—it doesn't mean you're sitting there like, oh, I'm just attracting. We have to to do our affirmations in our work, but then take action. Mm-hmm. The universe wants us to take action. So I could say I want a book deal. Well, I have to sit down and write that book. Right. I have to promote it once it's done. I have to get on talk shows and radio shows and on the internet and talk to people and do book signings and, you know, get send out my emails and it's it's a lot of work. It's not just okay, I did it now, you know, that's it. Right. Um, or or I'm trying to attract something and that's it. Maybe now it's going to come like, you know, magic. I'm not Samantha Stevens, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Switch my nose, you know, I wish, yeah, I wish. But we have to uh, do, take action as well. And you say stop looking and start attracting. So what, is, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Looking like uh, just, I have, I, I know this woman who is wants to find somebody so bad, but she is, that's all she thinks about. That's oh. every action. I've, I've invited her to things, uh, parties. Um, events and and things with my friends and little mm-hmm. cocktail things and she'll only go she'll say first she'll say well is there anybody going to be there for me is there anybody in my age group who's going to be there right. it's like the only she'll only accept things if there's going to be a possibility for her to meet a guy yeah and it's like was very hurtful for me because I think well geez don't you know you're my friend don't you want to spend time with me right, or right. maybe meet my friends or just have have a nice experience but her she's so calculated and everything she does has to be a possibility to meet a guy so out or when you're you know if you've ever been with a single girlfriend and you're talking and their head if you're out at mm-hmm. a place and their head is looking all around they're not concentrating who's walking in the door who's that it's exhausting yeah and you're not present in what you're doing you're not enjoying your life and it's just it's pushing things away because you're coming from a point of desperation you're looking 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 and i think when guys then meet you if you're like that they can sense it they can yeah yeah it's better it's 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 you know, if you're just happy and cool, you'll see people will start approaching you. you right. Know, they'll they, come to you. You don't need to be uh, doing anything specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except yeah. just being ready and smiling at people and yeah, you know, be you know. open and, and interesting. And, and, and the more experiences you can have in your life, learn a new language, uh, take a trip, uh, watch the news, find out what's going on. You, you'll have so much, you'll be so much more of an interesting person to be with and, and right exactly and you also talk about writing a script so um mm-hmm. give me an example of the script and what does writing a script do a script so it's like that i have affirmations in my book too if anybody you know if they don't want to write their own or yeah, whatever they're not, they're they're the not used to you can use those or you can write your own aff- it's basically affirmations but you can make it even kind of more powerful because you can write like a paragraph mm-hmm. or a page of your exact scenario like let's say um let's say you want a new job so you can say i picked you know i am working in a wonderful uh, environment in, you know, with people I love, um, in a, you know, you just put all the things that you want, make mm-hmm. it into a little story. Yeah. You know, I am in a wonderful position, earning great money, working with people that I love and I, you know, thank, give thanks for that. And, you know, yeah. So I, I, yeah. And I'd say, you know, I am a published author on the New York times bestseller list and, um, make my own schedule and I'm, I'm in perfect health and I, I, very happy and just oh. write whatever you want. I have some examples in my book too. Yeah, um, but it's kind of fun because you can switch it up, you can change it, and then you you say it and keep it. I used to carry mine around and mm. I'd say it every morning. And, Good idea. You know, carry it in my purse and whip it out. Sometimes if I had to wait, uh-huh. you're waiting in line somewhere. Or, um, I remember when my little dog was in the. She died last uh, April, so I, she was at the hot. 
hospital with mm-hmm. pneumonia and I was like sitting there in tears and, and then I pulled out uh, one of my scripts and pulled out some metaphysical stuff and mm-hmm. affirmations and started reading them and kind of up- uplifted you know, yeah. the situation. Or actually these days now you can just write it in your PDA yeah, in your phone. Yeah, and just, yeah exactly. Right. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> no need to yeah. carry paper around you anymore. You can record yourself and put it on your iPod. <laughs> yeah, see? We're getting more technical yeah. here. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I guess in terms of a relationship, you could say, well, um, I'm dating this wonderful guy. He calls me every day, and uh, <laughs> we go to dinner all the time. And well, stuff. yeah, I'm in a relationship with a wonderful man who treats me with respect, who, you know, we have a wonderful relationship, and um, yeah. Yeah. The qualities are, it's important to put those, those good qualities in there, too. Right, exactly. And, yeah, so let me, so when you're doing your affirmations, because you always hear about affirmations, affirmations, so you mm-hmm. do yours while you're taking your walk, you said? I love to do it in the morning when mm-hmm. I take my walk, because I'm out there alone, and I really love the scenery, and then that's when, you know, instead of just, I don't listen to music mm-hmm. when, when I'm exercising, I just prefer to, to look around at the flowers and, and pick up a pine cone or whatever, like I'm in nature, and I'm mm-hmm. like in awe of how all these beautiful flowers and everything, and then I just uh, kind of try to get my buzz up and my buzz on and and say my affirmations so then that that's ready for my day you know it's like done my affirmations and and I even there's been times like I got upset with my boss and mm-hmm. I was like oh I was fuming and I went ran into the ladies room and closed the stall door and I said and I said my script wow because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know I'm not going to sit here at my desk fuming that's not good you yeah. know I don't want the negativity or draw more you. more conflict in so I just went and did my did my little my metaphysical five minutes and came back and I was like, whew, that was, feels better now. <laughs> relief. So when you're out walking then, so do you raise your vibration first, you make sure you have a higher mm-hmm. ra- vibration yeah. and then you say your affirmation? Yes, yeah. Then while you're vibrating, say those affirmations. And that's a powerful punch. And they work. I mean, people say, oh, I say them, I've tried. Right. It does work, but we have to raise our vibration. I mean, even I think I've heard maybe Wayne Dyer say it or somebody, mm-hmm. you know, how Jesus would, would all he, Jesus would have to do is say something one time. Mm. You know, he could say, you're healed, you're, you can see, you know, because he had no doubt. You have to banish right. the doubt. If we could ban it, humans, you know, we have our ego. We're yeah. always doubtful. There's something in the back of our mind. Well, I've heard about the this, affirmations, this, that. Does it really work? There's something in the back of our minds not exactly believing 100% that, that that will happen. So, But if we could get at that level where we, we could banish the doubt, we would only have to say an affirmation one time. You know, you just reminded me of something when I was about, I don't know, in grade 8, there was a guy I liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, But he wasn't really paying any attention to me. And so for some reason I thought on the weekend, I thought, you know what, on Monday um, his friends are going to come up to me and tell me that he likes me. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I had no doubt in my mind that was going to happen. But I had no reason to think that that would ever happen. Yeah. And indeed, on Monday at lunch hour, he was out of town. His friends came up and said, oh, what's his name likes you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He likes you. <laughs> yeah. I think his name was Robbie. Robbie likes you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. Like, yeah, so, I know. <laughs> so that was interesting. I had no doubt and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of fun, too. It's like, ooh, what can I, what can I uh, manifest today? You it's know? just to the point. Now, I'm still working on manifesting that lottery. Oh, yes. Well, aren't we all? <laughs> playing that lotto. I've been playing for like 15 years. I, I never give up. I love it. It's fun. I know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think if we could banish doubt, which obviously is very difficult to do. Very difficult. I mean, I still can't, you know, I, I do my best and say my affirmations, but still, I mean, I'm not a saint, you know. Right. I mean, I can't. <laughs> so I, I, that's why we have to keep repeating them. 
And, know, keep doing them. Keep just go ahead and keep keep doing them. And so, how many different affirmations do you do during your walk? Um, I say, I mostly mine is more about. Well, I always add in I'm in perfect health because our mm-hmm. health is the most important yeah, thing to absolutely. us. So I always say I'm, every cell in my body is is you know f- bursting with health and everything works properly. And and then I a lot of it's about writing. I would love to you know write full time and and. Uh, so I just confirmed, and I want to be on the New York Times bestseller list, so right. I add that. So I, most of mine is uh, health and uh, career, mm-hmm. but it could be any anything, you know. And, and then I uh, affirm that my mom, she's such a heavy smoker, and I always affirm mm. that she's in perfect health, Yeah, that she won't quit. So I just uh, try to affirm everybody's everybody's health and pray for them. Right, and and you say it out loud? Uh well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, there'll be people walking by, and I'm like, ooh, I think I wear... <laughs> okay. You can just say it. You don't have... You can say it in your head. Okay. Um, and sometimes when I meditate, like, oh, at the gym, we have this, um, not a steam room, but a sauna, yeah, sauna, uh-huh. the dry heat, and yeah, I'll go in yeah, after yeah. I work out and sit there in the dry heat with a kind of meditating, and I'll, and I'll say my affirmations in my head uh-huh. in there. Uh-huh. And then walking, you know, I can say it aloud or not. Yeah. Who, who's around. <laughs> right. Okay, well, that sounds good. The song, I never thought of it. Yeah, in fact, let me read a few of the affirmations that you wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, I give myself permission to be in a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I am worthy of a healthy, respectful relationship. Mm -hmm. My life is drama-free. I am centered and at peace. (laughs) Yeah, because so many times we're really attracted to that drama. We don't even realize it. Yeah, until we reach the drama-free zone. Yeah, <laughs> that's everyone's exactly. goal. Like, ah, oh, what a relief! I'm it here. So, yeah. I'm here. Um, love is all around me. I choose to see the love. Mm-hmm. And love is all around you because I think everyone concentrates on just the romantic type of love. And if you just yeah. open yourself up and see it, uh, the love in the flowers and the trees and the sunsets, your pet, anybody who has a dog or a cat, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this interview with you. You are welcome. That was wonderful talking to you. I loved hearing all of your stories. Too. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, so again, what was your website? Just your name, Marla Martinson? Yep, www.marlamartinson, M-A-R-L-A-M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N.com. Okay, and, your and I've book? got you can get my book on there. I've mm-hmm. got dating tips on there. I have some radio shows, a lot of fun stuff on, on the site. So Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and try to stay cool. Okay, you too. Okay. Take care. Bye, you Bye. too. Bye. Okay, that was Marla Martinson with Excuse Me, Your Soulmate is Waiting. <laughs> so, um, let me do Celebrity Corner. Are we ready for Celebrity Corner? We will be in a second. We're not ready for Celebrity Corner. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> how, much, how many seconds should I, do I need to? Just do it. Just do it? Yeah. Celebrity Corner. No. <laughs> That's my bumper. Okay. Uh, We'll do it at the end. How's that? I'll talk about it, and then we'll do it. Um, Anyways, it's about... No. Yes? No? Go ahead. Celebrity Corner. Hey, I have to add some excitement here by doing a little bumper once in a while. (laughs) Anyways, as I was was saying, it's about Carrie Underwood, and um, she broke up with Chase Crawford. Or he broke up with her, I don't know, through text message. That's really bad. You know, can we stop it with this breaking up with the text messages? That's so rude and um, just shows no class. Uh, I mean, you know, can you at least pick up the phone? (laughs) 
and yeah, and don't email either. It's like if it's not good, if you've been seeing seeing each other for a while and it's not working, then just at least pick up the phone and give them a phone call, unless they were really, really, really bad. But that's another story. And um, yeah, so that she said that that happened. Uh, I was surprised that she even mentioned it, but. I guess it's better to find out sooner rather than later. If someone's going to text message you that it's over, then they're obviously not the kind of person you want to be with, right? Okay, so that was uh, the very exciting celebrity corner for today. And uh, if you listened to last week's show, which I hope you did, I was talking about um, getting angry and the fact that I had decided that I would try to control myself. And Not that I'm angry all the time. I don't want to give that impression because, as you can tell from my voice, I'm a very nice person. <laughs> but, you know, we're human, so we do get angry. And so I had made a declaration, shall we say, that uh, no matter what happened, I was going to be calm. And I had also mentioned the parking spot thing, that I rarely get upset with the parking spot, right? So... As I found out, when you make a declaration to the universe, you get tested. <laughs> and because uh, everything is just speeding up in terms of time, I mean, relationships that used to take 50 years, now you can do them in 10 years. That leaves you an extra 40 years to date four other guys or marry four other guys. <laughs> and so with everything speeding up, the vibration of the world, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to get tested right away once you make a declaration. So, of course, I got tested with the parking spot. What do you know? And I couldn't believe it was happening. This guy was going to take my parking spot. I was there ready to back up. And then because I didn't know the car went in neutral, I went downhill a little bit, which gave him room to jump in. See all the work the universe had to do to make me lose my parking spot? And as he was taking it, I was like, oh, my God, he's stealing my parking spot. And at first, my reaction was, what? You know, because, of course, the ego speaks first. And then I stopped. I went, uh-oh, I'm being tested. I can't believe it. I'm being tested. And so I just took a breath and said, okay, fine. I will let go. <laughs> and I drove away. And 30 seconds later, I was fine. So because I, I passed the test and I totally accepted it, I do not believe that I will be tested again <laughs> with the parking spot. I'll let you know. Um, and then I had said that no matter what happens, I'm not going to get upset and uh, I was tested on that, and guess what? I passed on that too. Boy, I'm really passing all my tests this week. I should get a gold star. Uh, um, you know, uh, the Buddhists, they talk about getting angry and about reactions, and I just wanna read something from my notes here because I go to Buddhist class every Sunday like a good girl. It says, our reactions are more important than what is happening. You always want to respond with a peaceful mind. Instead of trying to control everything going on outside you, control your mind so that it's peaceful and then you don't have to control everything and everyone. And I think that's very well put because when you have these uh, reactions, getting angry, losing your temper, etc., it's because you're trying to control what's going on outside of you. But if your mind is at peace, then no matter what happens, you can't have that reaction because there's no peace. Sorry, there's no anger in your mind. It's like if you squeeze an orange, you're going to get orange juice because there's orange juice inside, right? But if it's a lemon, you're not going to get orange juice because there's no orange inside there. Does that make sense? <laughs> so if something happens and you don't have anger inside you, then you can't respond with anger. And so what happened was um, actually there we had a, a company party, a radio station party last night. 
and I was supposed to go with someone. Uh, and I had asked this person to go probably about three weeks ago when I first heard about the party. And we had discussed it, you know, we're all excited, we're going to go, blah, blah, blah. And he was supposed to pick me up at six. And um, he called around two and just left a message, didn't say anything, and just said, hi, how are you doing? And then he called around four, and he still wasn't home. He was getting home, and I said, oh, you're going to be late picking me up, blah, 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 you know, a little chit-chat. And then he called at five. <laughs> As I'm doing my hair, and he goes, you're going to be really upset. And so I knew what was coming, and I'm glad he gave me that warning because that told me to calm down, no matter what he says. I mean, I knew what he was going to say. He was going to say that he wasn't coming. And, and when he said, you're going to be really upset, I said, you're kidding. And he said, yeah, I'm really tired, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I paused, and I said, wow. And then I paused again, and I, I accepted it in my mind, and I said, okay. And he apologized, and I said, no problem. <laughs> and I was very proud of myself, because he thought that I was going to get upset. Wow, there's a chopper flying by. Okay. <laughs> wonder what's going on. Is that a police chopper? That's low. Yeah. He just drove. <laughs> Jeez, can they fly that low? going to come into the window here. Anyways, um, what was I? Now I forgot what I was saying. Anyways, oh, yeah, I think he, he thought that I was going to freak out or go, what, what do you mean you're not? How dare you? Know, but I'm like, no, I'm not going there. And I felt so much better because even if I had gotten upset or said something else, um, he wasn't going to change his mind. So, you know, what was I going to do? And um, so... Remember, when you make your declarations, understand you will be tested. So hopefully I won't be tested again on getting upset. Um, and I think the more you do it, the more you don't get upset over stuff, the easier it becomes because um, it's like a muscle. You're exercising the muscle. And so, I mean, I always said, I know I'm going to be tested on this. <laughs> I always said, if I were uh, dating someone or if I was in a relationship with someone and let's say I walked in on that person having sex with someone else, I always said my reaction would be, oh, excuse me, sorry to bother you, and just turn around and walk out. <laughs> now you know I'm going to get tested. Um, and I don't think uh, that I would be able to do that if I don't first learn to not um, react in smaller situations because obviously that's a big situation, seeing someone that you're with having sex with someone else. And so if you learn to exercise that muscle with a smaller weight, right, then you can move up to the big leagues, to the big weights. And then when it does happen, you can react that way and they'll go, wow, what was that? <laughs> so that is my speech for today. And, um, well, I think it's time to say goodbye. M-I-C-K-E-Y. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, remember, my website is theartoflove.net. I will see you next week where I will have, of course, another great author. And remember, love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, only on BBS Talk Radio. This woman